Hi Vic! In case there's no calendars up there, uh, today is All Souls Day here on Earth. I'm here to visit you at the cemetery, but don't worry. The others are coming as usual. They're late. You know how they are. That has not changed since you left. Hey Jerry, you're here! Nice, you already cleaned his tombstone. Here, I brought his flowers. Oh Barbie, you're here! Oh dear, did it cost an arm and a leg? Yeah, of course, low of supply and demand, you know. But it's okay, Vic used to give me a lot of the same flowers before. It's the least I could do. Where are Vanessa and Ken? They said they were coming here together from work. Wait, it's a holiday, why are they working? They don't follow local holidays at their office, remember? Ken, you're here! Where's Vanessa? I thought you two were coming together. Nah, he's still stuck at work. He still has deadlines to meet, so he asked me to go ahead. But he's the one with the car, so how did you get here? I had no choice but to take the Habal Habal. Wait, what? Habal Habal, Taxi Habal. Ah, 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 yeah. Habal Habal, Taxi Habal? Ooh, ooh. How could you? After Jerry died in that accident with one? Guys, please don't find in front of our friend. I'm sorry. Vanessa is probably not gonna be here for a while. We should just start our tradition without him. Okay, I brought the Nagaraya. I have the gin palm. I'll start the campfire. Since I was the first one to arrive, let me kick off our tradition by telling you the first ghost story. My story is a popular one that centers on an unnamed new teacher from the University of the Philippines. She's hard at work grading papers and before she knows it, hours have passed and she's the only one left in the building. Even worse, it's monsoon season and a harsh storm drenches everything. The teacher huddles inside a waiting shed by the school gate. There, she asks a lone security guard for help in calling a taxi. The roads are deserted save for the rising flood water. The security guard agrees to help. She asks if she can wait inside the nearest building and while he's hesitant, he eventually gave in. But this school is old and our young teacher is only new, so she barely recognizes the rooms after they've been closed down. The guard unlocks an old classroom, hands her the key, and tells her to wait inside. Lock the door and wait inside, he says. When a taxi arrives, I'll come back for you. I'll knock three times and call your name. Don't open the door for anyone else. The teacher laughs. What's the point of locking the door? Who else will come here? But the guard insists. So she gives in, agrees, and the guard leaves after she locks the door. The teacher waits inside, slowly wiping herself and all her stuff dry. The storm rages on outside. Loud against the windows, the rest of the building is quiet as expected until she hears it. Footsteps. The footsteps grow louder, signaling a fast approach. 
Eventually, they stop right in front of her door. Someone knocks three times. The teacher gets up, thinking it's the guard. That was fast, she thinks. But something doesn't feel right. The shadow beneath the door stands still, unmoving. Didn't the guard say he was going to call her name too? Feeling anxious, the teacher peeks into the keyhole, but she can't see anything except pure red, as if something has covered the lock. Confused, she shrugs it off and walks back to her chair. Minutes later, another pair of footsteps approaches. This time, three knocks sound at the door. The guard calls her name and introduces himself. When the teacher unlocks the door, she finds him outside, telling her that he's found a taxi. They walk to the gate together. The taxi idles by the waiting shed, the only vehicle on the empty street. When the teacher hands the key back to the guard, she asks why he insisted on her locking the door. There is a ghost that roams the halls, he explains. You know it's her because she has purely red eyes. My story happened in a hospital. There was a new nurse at the hospital who had only been working there a couple of months. She had brought a patient of hers up to surgery from the ER for an endoscopy and they called and asked her to bring the patient's family up because they needed someone to consent for the procedure. After dropping them off, she walked past the waiting room to head back down the hall to the elevators. She took the back way to get to the ER and the hallways were all deserted. It used to be the pediatric wing of the hospital but that was all shut down for years, and the rooms were just empty, full of broken equipment and beds. She got on the elevator with an older nurse. Just as the doors were about to close, she spotted a guy running towards the elevator. The other nurse hurriedly shut the elevator doors to keep the guy from getting in. Surprised, the patient turned towards the nurse and asked her, why she did not let the other guy in. The nurse said, Because the guy is wearing a red tag, which only corpses in the morgue section wear. The patient held up his arm and asked, You mean like this one? My story happens in a school. University of Santo Tomas is the oldest university in the Philippines, probably in Asia. It shouldn't be a surprise that the university is rife with ghost stories. With its 400-year history, UST has survived everything from the Spanish colonial era to the Japanese occupation, both of which were some of the bloodiest periods of our time. For a while, UST's Sampalo campus was converted into an internment camp by the Japanese to hold American prisoners under extremely bad conditions. 
While a lot of Americans died during that time, this story isn't about an American, but the mysterious Dominican priest roaming UST's Lover's Lane and Benavides Park. One day, Rafael was rushing home to catch a UV Express after his last class ended late. He took the Lover's Lane, shortcut to the nearest gate, and as he was walking, he felt the humid weather suddenly turn cool. Too much in a hurry to pay attention to that fact, Rafael kept walking and passed a figure, strolling slowly towards him, wearing a Dominican habit that looked different, older than the ones the campus friars wore. When Rafael reached him, he bowed his head slightly and greeted the friar. Still the respectful Catholic student, no matter how much of a rush he was in. The friar did not say anything. But when Rafael's eyes flitted down as he was bowing his head, he saw that the friar had stopped walking, but his feet were not touching the ground. Finally, Vanessa is here. Huh? Where? He's right. Wait, where did he go? Um, he was just there a second ago. He was buttoning up his red jacket. Wait, red jacket? Was he also wearing a blue eagle cap? Yes, how, how did you know? Because that was what Vic was wearing on the night that he died. Hello everyone, in case you were wondering where the names of our characters came from, they are not from Barbie doll and Ken doll, also not from the song of Aqua, Barbie girl, (laughs) but they are from F4. We are talking about the actors and actresses of Meet Your Garden, the TV series from 2001. Yeah, that's true. Jerry Yan, I remembered, played the role of Dao Ming Se. Dao Ming Se. Yeah, Dao Ming Se. (laughs) That's a very nice pronunciation. (laughs) And at that time, the... um, Watsele was the guy who was played by Vic. Show. Because it's usually a tri- love triangle, right? But I was Team Daoming Se. Well, there are other people who were Team Watsele. Barbie Sue, she played the role of Sunshine, who was the main lead. And actually, this reminds me that I used to love wearing my hair in pigtails, you know, just like Sunshine ah. did in the show. And one of the tambais in our Makati neighborhood used to yell, Sunshine, at me whenever I passed by. <laughs> <laughs> Did they sing as well? Baby, baby, baby. No, I guess not. This takes me back. (laughs) And the setting of our episode happens on November the 2nd, which is Jerick's birthday. Yay! Happy birthday to Jerick. Yep. Also known as Jerry in our skit. And just in case you don't recognize him by now, Jerick is also a podcaster and he co-hosts the Langa Speaks podcast with his wife, Apple. So if you're a fan of his excellent voice work, please check out their podcast. After this, of course, don't go away right now. Yeah, not right now, please. <laughs> yeah. So November 2, aside from being Jerick's birthday, is also a holiday in the Philippines. It's not a public holiday in Singapore, in Hong Kong, in Japan, is it? A public holiday? No, right? I don't think so. It's only in the Philippines, as far as I know. And probably in Mexico, because there's this movie called Coco. 
if you know, it's a Pixar <laughs> film, right? And they portrayed the Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead, which happens on November 2. So this is one of my favorite Pixar films, by the way. It's just so touching. You've seen it, right? Like, it's actually yeah, a it. really nice it. movie. Yeah. They show quite how the Mexicans celebrate Dia de los Muertos. This is not a Mexican version of Halloween. Though they're related, the two annual events differ greatly in traditions and tone. Whereas Halloween is a dark night of terror and mischief, Day of the Dead festivities unfold over two days in an explosion of color and life-affirming joy. Sure, the theme is death, but the point is to demonstrate love and respect for deceased family members. So the dead were still considered as members of the community, kept alive in memory and spirit, and during Dia de los Muertos, they temporarily returned to earth. The centerpiece of the celebration is an altar or ofrenda built in private homes and cemeteries. These aren't altars for worshipping, rather they're meant to welcome spirits back to the realm of the living. As such, they're loaded with offerings, water to quench thirst after the long journey, food, family photos, and a candle for each dead relative. So in the movie Coco, they believe that a dead spirit could only come back to earth on this day if someone put their photo up on the ofrenda, yeah. right? So that is the main story in that film, if you remember, right? If your photo is not there, it's like that's your passport to come yes. back to earth. So that's the story. <laughs> but what about the Philippines, right? We also celebrate November too. But is it similar? Do we celebrate it this way? No, I don't think so. So we also have a public holiday and it's called All Souls Day, coming from the official Catholic holiday name. But it's not really that colorful. Mm, no. The uh, de los muertos, right? They would paint themselves. It's like a celebration. But in the Philippines, it's typically a day of remembering our departed relatives. So people would usually go to the cemetery, bringing along maybe uh, cleaning supplies to clean the tombstone, flowers, candles, and sometimes food, both for the dead and the living. So we would offer food similar to what the Mexicans do, right? Mm, yes. We converse with the dead as if they're living. We update them. Hey, what happened? I have a new girlfriend or <laughs> yeah. something like that, right? It's, it's usually that moment. Do you do the same? Like, do you chit-chat with your departed relatives? Because I grew up in Samoga City, which was not the hometown of neither parent. My mom's mother, though, she died in Samoga. So we visited my grandmother. We didn't have anybody else to visit. We would go there, but it was just us because all our relatives were not there. And yes, my mom would usually talk to my grandmother. But I don't remember us bringing food, but I think I've seen people do that. For you, is that what you did? Yeah, that's what we did. So we kind of like give food as an offering. Hey, are you hungry? Here's your favorite. Usually, it's the favorite of that person. Ah, okay. The favorite is a budbud or suman, and we'll bring suman. And I would remember that the cemeteries would be packed on that day. Yeah. I live in a city, right? So, the public cemeteries are usually very congested. And we would have to go around the cemetery because we don't have like a private mausoleum unlike wealthy families. And our Relatives are like from one corner to the other. So we would kind of go around the cemetery. So it was kind of a reunion as well, wasn't it then for you? Like family reunion. Yeah. Okay. So we would usually uh, meet first at home and then we would go together to the cemetery. So people would offer prayers, strike a conversation. 
Similar to how we did in our skit, right? yeah. but <laughs> instead of talking about horror stories, <laughs> we would usually talk about memories of that departed relative. So, hey, do you remember we did this, we went there, and then we, we kind of reminisce those experiences with these family members. And I remember before you leave the cemetery, you need to pass through a smoke, a cloud of smoke, so that the ghosts will not follow you at home. <laughs> yeah, I do seem to remember this somewhere. People would like burn dried leaves to generate this smoke. And then they do it for free. But of course, they accept donations. Okay. <laughs> Five pesos, ten pesos. <laughs> I think a lot of people in the Philippines generally believe in the afterlife. And they also believe in spirits or mm. ghosts. That's why we talk to the dead. Also, people would believe in ghosts. In our Halloween episode last year, Are Aswangs Real?, a lot of my friends mentioned that they did not really believe in Aswangs and the other creatures you mentioned, right? They're not scared of those, but they did believe in ghosts. And some people usually have ghost stories of their own. And here's a message that one of my friends sent me after listening to that episode, and I quote, I do have a sensitivity for the other spirits and had experiences of the possession of a close friend and ghosts I captured on my photo twice. One in Indonesia and another in a train here in Canada. I deleted the one from Indonesia because the lady in the photo is scary, but I sent it to my friend from Singles for Christ who has an opened third eye and he asked, was I only seeing one? Because he saw three of them in my photos. Whoa. The reason why I discovered that photo is because the day after the trip, I couldn't breathe. I went crawling to the toilet because I thought I needed to throw up or what. Nothing was coming out. I had to call in sick. Then as I was browsing through our trip's pictures, I saw a white lady in the photo, sitting on the bed and staring at the TV. Whoa. End of quote. My God, that's creepy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I personally don't have a third eye, thank God, and I have never seen a ghost. Um, what about you? Have you ever seen one? Do you have a third eye? No, I don't believe so. I think the only creatures that I know that have third eye are dogs. Because <laughs> they would usually just bark at nothing. Oh, think. yeah. <laughs> Is there a ghost nearby? <laughs> I think if I ever see one, my initial reaction would be that it must be a trick. Mm. I've watched a lot of Scooby-Doo. Yes, I was going to say Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. So I would say my detective skills are not easily fooled. Okay. So you would think that it's just a person pretending to be a ghost, which is usually what happens at the end of the Scooby-Doo yes, yes, episodes, yes. right? somebody with a mask <laughs> trying to scare me. But I do remember we had this camping trip as Boy Scouts before, and mm. it was in a forest reserve in Cebu. You're away from civilization, right? Mm. It was pitch dark, probably because it was raining that day. And then my friend thought he saw a white lady, well, the ghost, not the not a Caucasian <laughs> lady, a, a ghost called white lady. And his initial reaction was he threw his slippers <laughs> at the person, and then it was... Actually, our friend who was fetching water. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> he was scared, right? So he's initially like, hey, is that a ghost? <laughs> like, go away or something like that. <laughs> but if it's a ghost, it would pass through the ghost, right? Mm. 
just to be sure okay. he was trying to <laughs> <laughs> so it hit your friend instead how did she react yes. he was so angry because he was bringing like a a gallon gallon ba gallon uh, uh, yeah water. gallon of water yes <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened. Maybe he was just fine. Well, of course, he was angry because you were just sitting there chit-chatting and I was fetching water and he <laughs> throws me for a... <laughs> So it wasn't even a girl. It was a male friend. No, no, no. It was a male, yeah. <laughs> It was a Boy Scout camp. So okay. It oh, that is so funny that you would think it's a white lady, okay? But yeah, this happens. And again, in our episode 7, right? We mentioned a story where somebody also thought his friend was a ghost. So I suppose it just happens. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> But recently, uh, as I mentioned in a previous episode, one of my friends just died, right? And our other friend told us that he was just alone at home. So he was afraid to close the lights at night. Maybe because our friend would show up or something. I was puzzled by his reaction, honestly, because in my mind, I thought, I really miss our friend. And if he showed up as a ghost, I wouldn't be afraid, right? I would be happy. Oh, you're here. How's life? That sort of thing. So why would I fear him? So I thought it was a weird reaction. But of course, I didn't consider that, you know, maybe he would look different, right? It depends on how he looks. What if he showed up with cotton balls in his nostrils, you know, the same way <laughs> in, the, in the movies in the Philippines, right? Why is it that ghosts show up like that <laughs> and then they would have this scarf around their head? You know, what? what's up with that? Is that how we bury our dead? No, right? Maybe, maybe <laughs> it's an old ritual. Or maybe it's, it's just to emphasize that that person is not breathing. Ah, okay, you have a good point. <laughs> Or maybe the reason why your friend is afraid to see your departed friend is maybe he has an utang <laughs> that he hasn't paid. <laughs> um, are you here to collect the debt that I owe you? What? I'm sorry. So that is his unfinished business. Yes. Because they say in other movies, right, that the reason why a spirit would roam the earth is because it still has unfinished business. And I guess this is because of this very popular movie called Ghost, which is, I think, an 80s movie or something. The difference between someone who dies and ascends to heaven immediately is that, you know, he's at peace and all that. But if you die and you want to seek revenge or something, then you would stay on earth trying to figure out who killed me or whatever and collect debt, I guess. <laughs> Apparently, according to you. That is interesting. Can you do that? Like, can you bargain? Let's say, hey, I still haven't finished my bucket list. Can I still remain on earth? What if you died, right? And then you haven't done, maybe you have a bucket list of, say, 40 items that you wanted to travel to, say, Canada, and you haven't done it. And you would, please, can I still stay? <laughs> I want to finish my bucket list. Can I do that? I don't know. <laughs> we, we, we could find out when we die, I suppose. Right now, nobody really has any answers, right? As Filipinos, we do believe in the afterlife, but... Nobody knows for sure. And in fact, we were discussing this again with my friends. We were saying like, how can we know for sure that the afterlife exists? And in fact, there's this magician. I think it was Harry Houdini. I seem to remember that he had a deal with his wife that if I die, to prove that the afterlife exists, you should go visit these women that can perform seances, right? And then she would ask a question. And then if the seance lady provides the answer that they agreed upon, then that would prove that That is really Harry Houdini, right? Mm. And how was it? She never found anyone who provided the right answer. It could be there is an afterlife, but then all the ladies that the wife asked were fake. They weren't actually conversing with the dead. You're right. 
what it just disproves is that those ladies are not real, right? That's all it proves. <laughs> yes. But it's possible that there is still an afterlife, but maybe it doesn't exist in the way that we know. Like maybe they cannot communicate with us. Like maybe they can just watch us from afar, but they cannot really talk to us. You know what I mean? Like they're not on earth. Maybe they're just like watching us like on television or something. <laughs> no. Wait, but if they're not with us, then it doesn't explain the ghost captured by the photos. Oh yeah, that is true. You have a point. Although there is a scientific explanation to that. I, I saw some documentary before that the development of a film, you know, before you have a film, mm-hmm. you snap a, a photo and then it gets developed. It's a chemical process. Right. It could be something went wrong in the development process. That's why there are some weird characters inside the photo. So that could explain it. What was that photo digital or was it like Yeah, that, that that's what I was going to say, but nowadays it's digital photos and why do they see? But then it's again, right? Could be is it really there? Is it just their imagination? You could also argue that, right? Yeah. There's really no conclusive way to prove this. But to your point, maybe what I'm saying could be wrong, right? So maybe there are ghosts around here because they have something to settle or whatever. But maybe they just cannot communicate mm. at all. Like talk in words and tell the people something. But they're just there. So maybe that's why they're frustrated. They're trying to communicate, but nobody can hear them, right? So that must be frustrating. Can you imagine if that were you? Like, oh my God, I just want to tell... And then you cannot say, you cannot tell. It's like being a dog and you want to tell your owner, owner, I'm hungry, but th- it's kind of like that, isn't it? <laughs> you don't understand what I want. Why are you feeding me? I actually want to go out, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, so it must be frustrating to be a ghost if it's in that scenario. But me personally, I do, I do believe that we have spirit. You mentioned before that perhaps there could be somewhere else, like not necessarily here on Earth. That's why for the Mexicans, you need a passport right, on the Dia de los Muertos <laughs> yes. to travel to Earth. Again, we cannot prove anything unless you're dead and you know for sure. But there are many different theories out there, right? Different beliefs. It could be the passport thing. It could also be the different astral, spiritual planes thing. You know, there are so many reasons to explain this phenomenon. Why don't we talk about horror films? Do you like horror films? I used to love watching horror films. I remember, you know, me and my classmates, we would frequent the cinema because that's the best possible experience for a horror film, right? Mm. It's dark, it's big screen, and it's surround sound. So if the ghost is like whispering in your right ear, you would physically (laughs) hear it on your right ear. Of course, there's overpriced popcorn as well. That's also scary. It's the best experience there is. And I love how horror films give you that thrilling rush of emotions and you know people would shout and you look around you know people sometimes would look away from the cinema which by the way defeats the purpose of watching (laughs) in the cinema because like why are you closing your eyes oh i'm scared we're paying money to watch this and you're closing your eyes we should just have stayed at home right (laughs) i don't remember why but Something must have happened, like maybe I don't like the the thoughts I have when I'm alone in the dark, or maybe I have nightmares before, but I actually stopped watching horror films. Oh! The last horror films that I remember are from like early 2000s, back while I was still studying. Maybe when I started working, I, I don't watch it anymore. 
How about you? Do you, do you like? No, I don't. I didn't really particularly love them ever because like I'm like my cat. I easily get startled. So I really don't like horror films because usually they have jump scares, right? Like <laughs> like you said, the people who are startled, the people who are closing their eyes. I remember I had a friend like that. They were watching The Ring, I think. And then she had her eyes closed, but she was listening. And I said, you know what? You should have just paid one-fourth of the admission fee because like... <laughs> that movie <laughs> and it's expensive you know yeah <laughs> especially as students like yes I don't really particularly seek them out on my own right like usually because your friends would ask you to go and then maybe I would have FOMO because the ring was very popular that sort of thing right when I was younger though I was really not that scared of them I remember my brother was the scaredy one like we were watching like this vampire movie with Gabby Concepcion in it so this is like a very old film <laughs> he was like hiding under a blanket or something and I was like what's the big deal it's like just a movie it's not real that sort of thing and I think I used to think that way if I watch movies I would just remind myself over and over that it's not real so that I wouldn't get scared but I don't think that's a fun way right like yeah like you, you said you that. watch it for the thrill but I, I don't like being startled yeah I think the best way to enjoy it is really feel as if you are part of the movie and if you do that the thoughts the scary things would remain in your mind yeah that's the problem and when you're alone in the dark that's the problem you will remember you know after a movie not just a scary film like the movie stays with you and you feel ah, like yes. you're still in that world and if you watch a scary film right it's dark there are bra- three branches and that a ghost like you know you, you, <laughs> it kind of stays with you right <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So maybe that's the part that I'm not especially happy to feel. But I do enjoy thriller movies though. You know, even though they also sometimes tend to have scary or tense moments, right? But I feel like it's okay. It's still not like a cheap thrill most of the time. Unlike scary movies, I don't like gore as well. So the bloodier the movies, the more I hate it. Like what type? Like Final Destination? No, no, not that. I mean, just, you know, the action thriller films, I guess. Ah, okay. Speaking of Final Destination, I think we watched one before. And then uh, we were closing our eyes. So we were all ladies. I don't know whose idea it was. (laughs) And the one who you were with, it was her birthday. And she's saying, this is the most terrible birthday ever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the good thing about watching a scary film with friends is you, you get scared. But then you're not because you're with friends. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You look around and, oh, thank God, thank God you're here, guys. Like, <laughs> we're all in this together. I'm not alone. So that type of feeling, yeah. But what movies you remember that you found the scariest? I think I would say three. And all of these are, like, very old because, as I've said, right, I've never really <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> found the need or gusto to watch a horror film recently. And I would say number one is Shutter. Oh, yeah. It's a Thai film. And it's probably because it's very realistic in a sense that there's nothing in that movie that you would think that, oh, that's fake. That will never happen in real life. I think the word for that is grounded. It's very grounded in reality, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's similar to your story, the story of having a ghost captured in a photo. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the premise of the movie, so... It is very grounded, I would say. So that's, I would say, one. Second is The Ring. Oh, yeah. That one was very scary. I saw that in the theater, yeah. 
And then last, still from Japan, is The Grudge. I haven't seen The Grudge, but that was very popular. Japanese and Korean horror films, right? They tend to have a reputation for being really good mm. and scarier than, say, American films. Usually, like, for example, The Ring, they made an American version, right? But a lot of people would say that the Japanese version was still way scarier than the American version. And they just do it better. Maybe it's more grounded. Now that you mentioned that, the, the Hollywood version have a lot of sound effects. So you get scared because of the sound effects. But The Ring, the original one, you get scared because you can really feel or you can really sense that, hey, this may actually have happened. Like, it, it's very realistic, I would say. I guess so. You're right. I think that's the difference. It's more of the Hollywood ones are relying on cheap tricks, like the jump scares or whatever, right? But it's not like just the general dread of the story. Sometimes the tension is what makes it scary, right? How about you? What type of scary or horror films do you remember? Okay, I mentioned the last one. I think it was the last one that I saw in a theater because our friend Dread was the one who suggested watching it. And it was very popular. I think at that time, I don't know now, but at the time it was like a 100% score on Rotten Tomatoes. So I got intrigued. So I have FOMO, that's my thing. So we went and watched that movie, which is called Get Out. Get Out? I don't think I've seen Yeah, it. so it's actually a horror comedy. So it's an interesting mix. <laughs> <laughs> So this was uh, written and directed by Jordan Peele. Yeah, I'm looking at it. So 2017, horror thriller. It's now only 98%. So since you've watched it. <laughs> yes, somebody actually. percent yeah. <laughs> yes. But still, 98%, that's really that's high. That's really high, right? The synopsis is, Chris Washington, a talented young African-American photographer, prepares to meet his Caucasian girlfriend, Rose Armitage's parents during a weekend in their Lake Pontaco house. Chris and Rose have been together for five months and the Armitages are completely unaware that their daughter's sweetheart is black. But when Chris finally meets Rose's mother, a psychiatrist who specializes in hypnosis, and her father, a neurosurgeon, he will soon realize that the family is surrounded by black servants in the total privacy of their magnificent yet secluded estate in the woods. Little by little, as the friendly and polite ambience gives way to an indistinguishable, rather unrecognizable threat, the unsettling mood coupled with sheer dread will quickly disturb the family's tranquil facade. What could the Armitages be hiding? And why is there an off-limits locked room that leads to the basement? I would recommend you watch it. If you watch it with Monica, maybe it's not so scary. For another one, I would say is a Filipino horror film. A very popular one was called Feng Soy. Remember? Chris Aquino. Oh, yeah. It was a early 2000s film, I think. I saw this movie in Cebu, actually. What? Because I was there to audit the Waterfront Hotel with my KPMG oh, colleagues. Maybe we watched it together. We were in the same theater. We just didn't realize it. Yes. Um, I think I watched it in the Ayala. Is there an Ayala cinema or something? Ayala Malls. Yes. So we watched it there. And then I was between two people who had very opposite reactions, right? One was super scared of the movie. The other one is like super, uh, it's not scary, you know? So in the end, I became balanced. Like, okay, it was okay. But my supervisor, she was very jumpy. So when we went back to our hotel room that I shared with her, her cell phone rang and she screamed and jumped on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> she was 
like super jumpy because of the movie, which is so mm. funny. But do you remember that film, right? A woman acquires a bagua and her family's lives become endangered as death follows them at every turn. Yeah, so a bagua, it's red, right? With a mirror in the center or something like that. Chinese ornament? Yeah, it's a Chinese ornament. It's not supposed to be scary at all, I would think. But mm. in the movie, of course, they made it a scary thing. Chris Aquino, her character, she's the one who finds the package and then, you know, with the bagua in it. Apparently, the bagua is cursed. And then suddenly, the people in her lives, they start dying. And they die according to the Chinese year that they were born. like The zodiac? Oh, is that zodiac? Yeah, you're right. Chinese zodiac. Someone was uh, born on the year of the rat. So she died from leptospirosis that morning, which is, a, I think it's a rat-related disease, right? Apparently, somebody died at a cockfight because he was born in the year of the rooster. Rooster. (laughs) (laughs) And then I remember the funny moment here is that Lot Lot de Leon, you know, the actress, right? Her character, she was born on the year of the horse. Mm. You know that she's going to die. And I think she had a fight in the living room. And then there was a scene where there was the... The ironing board, which in the Philippines is called caballo, right? Which is horse. Ay, <laughs> caballo. <laughs> so, oh my God, is that gonna kill her? The caballo? The, the ironing board? <laughs> no, but she didn't die from that. Rather, I think she died after falling on a stack of crates of red horse beer bottles from her window. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not necessarily the animal that would kill you. It could be like a variant or even just remotely related to the animal. Like, like that one is beer, but just because the brand is Red Horse. <laughs> but how about you? What's your kind of year? Year of the... Dog. So dog. I guess oh. I will get bitten by a dog or something. Or don't eat hot dogs that are of, you know, questionable <laughs> source. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It could be similar to the red hot Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God, she died horse. because of, uh, you know, tender, juicy hot dog or something. Mm. Yeah. Okay, what about you? What year? Mine is rabbit. Okay. But rabbit, there's a lot, right? I could be bitten by a rabbit that's poisonous. If I go to the Philippines, there's a Philippine rabbit bus. Actually, in this movie, somebody was run over by a rabbit liner bus. Or could be... I get electrocuted by a machine that's powered by Energizer. Because <laughs> you know Energizer. Yeah, the, the Energizer bunny. Oh my god. You see, there are a lot of derivatives. Right. But it's okay. I don't think we need to avoid them because we, we don't have um Pagua that is cursed, right? Just make sure that Monica doesn't bring home one of those or whatever. A cursed you know? Bagua. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you remember any other Filipino horror films that you watched every mmff metro manila film festival there's always kind of a horror genre that's involved right and that's the shake rattle and roll i don't know how what <laughs> installment of <laughs> shake rattle and roll they have right now 20 something who knows <laughs> some of them are good but most of them i don't know i think i seem to remember one that still in my memories, there was this animal or something, a monster in the lake. Manilin Reynes, if I remember correctly, she accidentally brought the eggs. Ah, yeah, I think I know what you mean. 
Yeah, what is that? There was a thing for the undin? No, is there an undin? undin I think, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the correct undin. <laughs> yes, and then and then it turns out that the eggs that she brought home, like the mother, the mother undin was just looking for her children, basically, right? Her. Yeah, that's one of the things that I remember. And also, of course, the Tiana, which we mentioned in our last year's Halloween episode, right? So, in our Aswang episode, we discussed how stories about ghosts and Aswangs, they actually predate the Catholicism introduction to the Philippines. We talked about how these stories were sometimes also used by the church to kind of dissuade people from the old pagan beliefs. So, they came to paint uh, a nasty picture to these Aswangs so that they would turn to Catholicism. So, that's the premise. But me growing up, I would get introduced to these horror stories or scary creatures from my parents to avoid or to dissuade me as well from doing something like maybe going out alone at night. Oh, don't go out. There is a swung. Yeah. (laughs) Do that. So, that kind of mentally get ingrained in my mind, but not necessarily. it, It wasn't really true, right? It's just a means of scaring kids to doing something they shouldn't be doing. So maybe that is why sometimes you are like skeptical. Yeah. There comes a point like, is that really true? Because of your parents lying to you and, and then you don't believe anymore. <laughs> and then my friends who also heard a story from their parents would retell the story to me. But then of course, there are a lot of additions, right? <laughs> okay. There are a lot of added flair because kids are very imaginative. They're like, Oh, you know, there's an aswang and the aswang is... There's a lot of already (laughs) added flavor to the conversation. And that adds up uh, eventually. And that becomes our lore. Mm. Whenever there's a brown out, we would talk to each other. What scary events that happened, you know, in school. It's usually school, church, that there's something. Like maybe there's a capre, there's a very big mango tree. And there's somebody living there because, you know... So I remember when we were in Singapore and we went camping. So we were in Pulau Ubin. And in Pulau Ubin, there's no signal for, you know, cell phone. So what do you do? So we sat around and told scary stories. You know, similar to what we did in the beginning of this episode, right? So it's something like that. Other people told their own real ghost stories. And for me, I I didn't have any personal ghost stories, right? So I, I would usually just borrow a scary story that I know and then just tell that story, right? But I'm actually a good storyteller. So usually after I tell that story, people are scared. Like one time I told that story, not even in the dark, you were in a restaurant. I just told that story and then my friend started crying out of fear. (laughs) Oh, you're very powerful. (laughs) She said, you look very scary (laughs) because I was like... (laughs) like changing my voices because I think the story I was telling was about like a character who had multiple personalities something like that so I was changing voices and apparently I'm scary so (laughs) (laughs) not not because of the story she was scared of you yeah I'm apparently scary I'm scarier than an actual ghost you've mentioned like going on a trip to a remote island and I mentioned brownout other than those two things there really is not a lot of occasion for us to talk about scary um, stories, right? And now that I mentioned that, Singapore, Japan, there are no brownouts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Even less opportunity <laughs> to tell scary stories. I don't think we had brownouts in Singapore unless it's like a self-inflict, like, you know, it's just the house. Like, it happened to us before. 
all the lights went out and we couldn't turn them back on because the circuit breaker was at the clinic downstairs, which is connected to our flat because our flat was owned by the clinic owner. So then we were like, now what do we do? <laughs> it's dark and <laughs> it's so hot. You know how it is, right? It's very humid in Singapore. So we had to sleep with the windows open. We weren't even prepared because, as you said, there's really no brownout in Singapore. So we had to light scented candles because <laughs> we don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think we told scary stories because that was just Gemma and me. And Gemma is a bit of a scaredy cat. So I don't think she would have appreciated that. <laughs> I think we're like, let's just go to sleep. And then tomorrow morning, hopefully everything is okay. <laughs> All right, I think this is already completely gone off track. <laughs> I don't even know where we're headed now. But so I guess to end this, I would just like to ask, do you believe in ghosts? Like, do you have a ghost story? Please share with us and email it to us at bananacupodcast at gmail.com or ping us at bananacupodcast on Instagram. Yes. Cutie minute. Time for our followers. Cutie minute. Your thoughts in our voice. Cutie minute. Not really one minute, but we're calling it. Cutie minute. All right. So our first cutie commented on our episode seven. Are Aswang's real? So this was our Halloween episode last year. So uh, this is a table for two, please. And she said, "Lol." When Lee said. Why are the Mankokulams not as glamorous as the witches of the West? Yes, why? Haha. <laughs> also, all along, I thought Capres were the half-man, half-horse. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thick bala. Yes. The witches in the Philippines are not as glamorous as the ones in the West. For us, they're usually like old, ugly <laughs> witches. Our witches are worse than the worst witch. You know, there's a f- show, Worst Witch. No, what is they're it? They're very classy. They're very sophisticated. No. <laughs> Why are they the worst witch? The worst witch are in the Philippines. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and our next cutie is the ever active Eroragia commented on episode 49, which is, I think this is the legend of the banana. Yes, and this is the last episode that we had with Jeric. So all our comments nice. are going to be about that. She says, When Dee started to narrate her version, suddenly I remember my memories with my father during our childhood days. Every time there's a storm or power outage in our place, he always tell the story of Pagong and the Maching. Almost the same version of D, but just the thing that the turtle put around the stem of the tree. My father's version are thorns. If I'm not mistaken, it's from the bamboo tree where the turtle get those thorns. Ah, okay, okay. D's version is more realistic because the turtle could go to the river as it has water. So, the turtle could get those pointed snails. I'm happy because we had that childhood memories with my father. We never get tired of listening to him even if we already know the story. (laughs) Hi, I miss my parents. Hope this pandemic will end soon so we could already visit them. Thanks for bringing back good memories. Wow, that's, that's really nice. Yeah, that is so cute that her father used to tell that story. But I like the fact that she pointed out that when we were kids, even though we know the story, we would still request our parents to tell the same story, right? <laughs> tell me again, tell me again that story about it. 
You already know that story. Why are you? No, tell me again. Right? I think kids like that, apparently. That's why they also tend to watch the same movie over and over, right? Like, adults are like, oh, Frozen again. Oh my gosh. Like, when is this gonna be over? But yeah, I think kids tend to do that. Right. So, our third cutie is Miss Bright Sparks. So she said, I, Hi, I just listened to your latest episode. May I ask if you happen to know Didi Villegas or was she part of this episode? Huh? Uh, <laughs> I said, uh, No, I don't know her. Which part sounds like her? Interesting. And she said, Haha, okay, my bad. I can't really tell which is which, but it's indeed part narrator. And then I said, Yeah, we tried changing our voices because maybe some parts sound like that person you know. So it's really just three people, Jeric, Ray, and me. When we're narrating the story, all the voices in said story are done by the narrator din. It's good then na convincing pala somehow ang pag-change ng voices. <laughs> she said, oh wow, ha. Oh nga, very convincing. Or probably you just sound like her. Ha ha ha. Okay. Uh, because we call you D and the name is like <laughs> D.D. Castle. So I guess because we also tried switching voices, right? So maybe she thought that Uh, it was somebody else doing some of the voices, right? Like, instead of Jeric doing different voices, she thought that this Didi Villegas person probably voiced one of the voices or something, right? That's why she got confused. Because actually, our friend Dread, she listened to this episode. Actually, the next comment is hers. So why don't you read that? Oh, yeah, sure. It's from Mildred. Then now, nakikinig ako ng Legend of Banana. Tuwang-tuwa naman ako. Ang galing naman nitong voice actor niyo. Lol. <laughs> Paano niyo siya nakilala? Ha, ha, ha. Kala ko si Nance lang din to. <laughs> no, that was me. Si... <laughs> Nag-level up the guy. <laughs> Acting skills ko. Sino ang gumawa nun script? Lol. Finalo ko na sila. Lol. Ang daming lol. <laughs> Dapat bayaran nila kayo for publicity. Ha, ha. Just kidding. <laughs> Then Gemma says, nifollow ko na din yung kina RR after ko pakinggan yung podcast nila. <laughs> thank you for supporting our guests. Yes, thank you very much. But it's so funny, right? I think people probably got confused because maybe they didn't really read the description. They just like, you know, played them one after the other and then they thought, oh, is this Ray? Sounds very different here. <laughs> <laughs> It's Jerry. <laughs> It wasn't me. Na, 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 yeah. Na, 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 na. It wasn't, wasn't me. me. It's a testament to Jerick's talent, right? Because he can do a lot of different voices. <laughs> he can do Matandang Ermitanyo as well. Very well. And he can also do the female voice. Remember, he was doing the female voice oh, yeah. there. For all you know, that's the one that sounds like Didi Villegas. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Right? Miss Bright Sparks, please let us know which lines. Yeah, I think that's it then. See you next week. Bye.